Hey guys, it's Ross, your host on Recharge, Rebuild, and Restore. Come join me every Sunday at 7 p.m. to empower people from all walks of life with life lessons, shared stories, tricks, and tips for life. Come follow me at R3NRoss. Welcome guys, welcome back to Recharge, Rebuild, and Restore. R3 with me, Ross. Today, I am excited to talk to a beautiful woman, a woman of two beautiful children, and a woman of God, a woman who helps her grow individually and together, and a new entrepreneur. I would like to welcome Ms. Roxanne Brown. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I had a, a wonderful meditation to prepare myself for the day, so it's, things are oh, good. Wow. Oh, awesome. Um, in terms of the pandemic, how would you say it's affected you in a in mental, uh, negative or positive way? So I feel like um, the expression of how I feel about the pandemic period really falls more in the category of um, just how my reaction has been to it. Because um, I think everything that happens to us in our life and on any level of experience is always for us to do something with. So the pandemic was a gift to that. It's, it, it causes a lot of harm, you know, and like, and even with death, death in life causes harm, but there's right. something on the other side, you know, and, and I went inside myself during the pandemic and got to really get to know who I was, what I was here for. And I was offered that experience based on the things happening through the pandemic. So when that went on, that kind of gave me direction you know direction that's okay so like what are you going to do now these are things that are out of your control what do you have control over right and how were you able to do that were you doing a tree to meditation to music to how were you able to come to a realization that where you are and that's what you was trying to figure out to be at that I think, of that of you of your space right i think how i commenced was i started um i started praying a lot and i started taking a lot of courses kind of uh, helping to align me you know kind of helping me to align me and to be able to listen to the messages that are out there that are they're constantly there but because we get so bogged down with life we can't hear everything that's coming to us we're, we're pretty much designed with all that we need but it's just to to, to kind of pick on it and know that it's there and be able to listen to it. And I think meditation and praying was the main, the main things for me going into exercise as well was another great factor that like contributed to that whole understanding and putting in perspective the pandemic and putting myself and my family in perspective. Mm -hmm. You said you take, uh, just to go back, you said that you take courses on uh, how, how, what, what courses you take on, did that help you to prepare for where you are right now in your space of, uh, of your season? Right. So I took um, yoga classes. I did a whole course mm -hmm. of uh, Kundalini yoga. That was mm -hmm. one course. Mm -hmm. um, I've, took, I've taken many. I have also a class that I just finished called um, uh, Parenting Like a Buddhist. That was right. an amazing course. It really makes you check yourself and and kind of figure out what you're really here for. Um, I also did uh, many, it was many different yoga classes that really helped a lot. I did breathwork classes as well, teaching us mm -hmm. to breathe, different techniques of breathing to alleviate stress. Um, 
as well. I also took uh, meditation courses as well, one which was called Sudarshan Kriya, which is basically a happiness program. It's part of meditating and breathe and doing breath work. So it right. allows you to bring your energy all to one place and mm-hmm. um, ignites the happiness button inside your body <laughs> i just did that auction tool with one of my girlfriend emma and i have done a course with her and it was just really amazing just to see that how you'd be able to let you control your breathing it's just like yeah. wow yeah, yeah. W- wonderful thing mm-hmm. it, it is it is so what will you say you miss most uh, or least of the pandemic then seeing that you said you didn't see any negative in oh. that and it makes you become who you are right now finding yourself what mm-hmm. would you say most of it or least of it. So tell the audience a little about who you are. So I'm a mother of three children. My son um, was my first child and he passed away in 2016. Um, that led, a, a pretty much initiated a great change in my life. Um, grief and trauma tends to do that to you. So that's that was one of the big factors that had uh, that impacted me and allowed me to go forward into discovering like who I really am, like what I'm really here for. Um, mm-hmm. I was, uh, I'm a community member of uh, West Haven Elmhurst uh, Recreation Center. I used to be the president there when I was living in NDG. Um, uh, I've since moved on to living now in uh, Ontario, a completely different space, completely different mentality, very, very different, but but always welcomed with love. And, and this transition was, was a grand transition, but it was part of the course, you know, like I had um, lost my child and my father the year after. And then I was separated and now going through divorce. And obviously in my world, there was just, there was more to come. So that transition to physically move uh, from a place where, you know, I had very close support and surroundings that were great for me, um, made the choice to, to start a new chapter, you know, knowing that I will always be provided for and supported. So that was part of, uh, I guess that's, that's part of who I am today is just making those transitions that uh, are inevitable. Sometimes the soul knows where to go and I'm always directed. So I've never really worried, but this is where I am today. So I, um, I just continue, just continue to go on, listen to my directions. I, um, I'm very involved with the community already in my new place because it's a natural effect for me. Just being part of uh, West Haven and NDG for uh, 11 plus years, I kind of gravitated towards that mentality mm-hmm. again to uh, Ajax, Ontario. So, but it's it's just amazing to know that how were you prepared mentally to leave your comfort zone of what you know and where you are to make the transition to just go somewhere else where you, you, the unknown is there waiting for you. And you, how were you able to, to, to gravitate, to take that and build upon that, to go out there and do what you're doing and becoming what you're becoming now in your own woman, because you lost your son, you mm-hmm. lost relationships. And now you are trying to fix all that into the space of, Okay, I need a new adventure. I need a new place. I need a new comfort zone. So how were you able to 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 deal with that? Definitely going back to prayer and meditation. Because anything, any doubts that I have, I call on, you know, the powers that be because I've been directed. So I figure they must have a plan for me. So the parts that I don't know, um, they fill in. And the parts that I do know, I follow. And it's it's really mainly that. Anything that stumps me, I go back to prayer. I go back and I meditate because the answers are all there within me. And because I've aligned myself 
it's readily available to me, you know? And I, and I think I, I call on that all the time. Like I don't leave myself to be drowning. I don't leave myself to be under the water. I always catch myself <laughs> at a point. How do, you, how, do, how, do you know, how do you know when you feel like you're drowning? How do you know that? Was it the uh, sensation that comes with you? Is it aloneness that comes? Is it your feeling like something is not right? How do you get a connection? Because you now you said you're aligning with your body. You're getting that great connection from on high. How, how do you know when is the time that you really need to go and refresh and to recharge to get back into the space where you feel comfortable to be in? So what it is, is that at this point being aligned, I'm extremely sensitive to my energy. So I can, I usually sense it coming on because different things feel different that week. If, you know, something is about to change, I know my energy feels different. I might, sometimes I will feel a little tired and I don't know what it's about, but I know something. So Mm -hmm. I've learned that I don't need specifics. I've learned that all you need is to just pay attention to yourself. So I pay attention. I'm a little bit wow. more drained. I'm like, okay, so something, something's coming, something's changing and wow. I will be prepared. And then I, and then I try to take, take refuge in a way that I'm, I'll go in harder, you know, I'll pray more and I'll meditate more and I'll, you know, bring those things that, that I know already support me. I'll bring them up higher. You know what I mean? Make sure that I'm around my, my support circle, make sure that I'm with people that are uplifting my energy and uplifting my, my vibration, you know, and I will, I'll, I'll, that to 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 mm-hmm. confirm that like okay it's okay this this can come whatever's coming can come mm-hmm. well as, as as parents we we always have to look at for our children first right because that's what the lord blessed us with and we have to teach and guide and encourage to love them and to put them in a place where they can able to stand on their own and become who they are and you taking up with that responsibility with your children to move to a new city how make a sacrifice uh, to do that? Uh, do you have co-parenting with your husband? Or you, I mean, your ex-husband, or are you just doing this on your own? How were you able to make? It was with great support, immense, great support. And their father was, I think the understanding, even within leaving our marriage, the understanding to be present and know that like, I'm making decisions for my greatest good. You know what I mean? And I think he was very aligned with that. And Mm -hmm. any parent would be, um, would be cautious of, you know, it's such a transition in a pandemic and with two young girls who have already right. gone through so much transition, he was very concerned. And because we have that open lines of communication, he has spoken of it. He's spoken of like how he would have rather the transition to be that I would maybe go, go forth and then maybe have them come after. But my, my intentions were so strong and, and my will was so strong that I, I, I knew they needed to leave Montreal when I thought they needed to leave Montreal. If my intention was that I go ahead, then that's what I would have done. But I know my heart said, everybody has to go now. And so with that said, he supported in the best that he, way that he could. He comes to see them very often. So they don't have a lot of time to miss him, which is a great thing. And he's, and he's open. We make sure we still have our family meetings where we do it once a week on, uh, on the phone. We, everybody's on the phone and we'll do our family meeting and make sure that everybody's on, on point for the week that's coming. So, the co-parenting is we've learned to co-parent even better, actually. Because wow, that's awesome. So what do you say right now to this mother or father that have to go through a divorce with the, the ex-partner and to, to co-raise their children and do it in a way that they have to still the respect for others and mm-hmm. able to love children no matter what the, the differences are in their relationship? I would first 
speak to the couple involved and on a level of making sure that they are okay within themselves. That's the foundation of everything. And that takes time. And sometimes you'd have to do that while you're co-parenting because you can't stop parenting. The children live every day. They're there. You can never stop parenting. But while you're parenting, there's parts of yourself that you should also be looking into. So from experience, I had to check a lot of things that I felt angry about in my marriage, in my past marriage. I had to check a lot of things that I wasn't satisfied and wasn't fulfilled with. I had to look at all those parts because without looking at them and addressing them, and they don't have to be fixed, but when you know them, they, they come out differently. When you don't know them, they creep up on you and they come in the middle of a conversation with your child and you're triggered and then everything goes bad. So the idea is to, to know yourself, know what's going on with yourself, knowing what's going on in the marriage that you have just left and understand where are you? Are you at peace with it? Because with being at peace with it, you will co-parent very well. When you're not fully at peace, you're going to have lingering things that come up through the parenting and the children get affected by this. So it was really important that I had to, while I was co-parenting, I had to learn to take care of myself, take care of what I needed, take care of my desires, the pain that I was feeling, deal with that pain and, and know that like this cannot enter into, you know, a negative space for the children when it comes to parenting. Like, this is important that, like, even if you don't have it resolved, you need to know that it exists. So, so when you can, you can prepare yourself for conversations. You can prepare yourself for discussions with your wow. Children. Yes, yes, that's right. Because mainly, whatever we do is our children is our first priority, no matter what. Yeah. Because after we be, we become a mom or a dad. We have to have our surface love where our, our priority though is our children, yes. right? Because that's a sacrifice we need to make. They didn't ask to be in the world. They, we brought them into this beautiful place and we have to teach them and show on our own self how we can love them. Right. right. So going back, going back, you said um, about your loss of your son. Do you want to go a little more depth into this uh, about yeah. that? Or talk about it a little bit more so we can yeah. the audience... Who was that yeah. beautiful man? Talk to us about. Oh, well, thank you, thank you for that opportunity to do that. I, I, I do love talking about him. I do sense that uh, for that past couple of years that it's it's very therapeutic for me because it makes it very real. You know, like I don't I don't have to fall into this fantasy of what it wasn't. I live no. what it was and what it really is today. So I, I do I do love talking about him and. And although you know the way he passed was, it was a sad thing, and it's very sad because as human beings we're we're attached. That's what's great about us that we we're attached through our love and our in love with you know with our beings, our our, our beloved beings. So that means that that transition that he did to go to join to go back home um, is very hard because he's not physically here, and I accept right. that today. I can accept that that's what it was, and originally. I had already accepted it, but I think there was parts of me that did. So it was a, it was a work in progress. You know, he, sure, he yeah, he was, he was, he was murdered and he, um, and he, and he, they, they, the coroner said that he died almost instantaneously, um, which is what, oh, I wouldn't want suffering, but 
at the same time, you know, he he went to be in a better place, you know, and, and even when uh, people would speak of him, I realized that, you know, you always love your child, your child's your angel, everything, but the world, the world doesn't have to love them, you know, they, they did, that's irrelevant, it's that what you have for your child is unconditional, so when his funeral came and there was more than 2,000 people there and there was busloads carrying people in, I had a very different experience about my child that I didn't know that like, okay, so so people saw his light. They knew what he was because how did, like, what are they coming for? You know, like, what are they here for if they didn't light? And the stories that came up when they were at the funeral and speaking of him, these were experiences that I didn't know he was having separate from you know, he was impacting people's lives all over Montreal. And it's, I had to come to his funeral to see this, which is just fine. Everything is designed exactly as it's supposed to be. So mm. I was in complete infinite love and gratitude because I said, well, this is what it is, Roxanne. <laughs> this is right. what you see. So this is what he did his job and he was called back home. What's your job? What did you come to do, you know? Right. Um, with right. your What's your purpose? Here. What's your purpose, yeah. right? Yeah, with your time here. What do you what are you here doing, you know? Right. So, but yeah, he was he was a wonderful being. From very young, he had very um exclusive experiences. Like I would have a lot of people would stop me on the road, especially older people. Uh, stop me on the road to touch him, you know, or to hold him. And and I didn't have that experience with my other children, nor with my godchildren. So I was like, well, this, this is different. I have to admit to myself, I've never experienced this, but it was just people felt compelled. And I think that's how his whole life was. Like people were just really attracted to this little light being, you know, and I guess, I guess his, his job was up. He had to go. So I, I think he, he did his work, you know, and I think that was my impetus for, doing my work <laughs> and how are you feeling how are you doing right now i'm i'm in a great place i'm in a place of recharge definitely recharge um i think um revisiting a lot of old feelings that you know have been dealt with on some layers i think the last pieces are kind of showing themselves now that like okay so so this is no longer you this no longer serves you and everything is always going to be okay. And I think I'm in that space where I'm, I'm visiting stuff. I'm, I'm visiting old pain, old traumas, but like parts of them, you know, parts of them where I'm very aware that like, so this has been addressed, but there's pieces that still need um, to be put in, put in their place, you know, like because nothing is hidden and I don't want to suppress anything in my life. I want everything to be dealt with, everything to be recognized, given attention to, because I don't need things to creep up later in my life, in my relationships, in anything, in my parenting. I want to know what's going on here and now and, and, and to deal with it. You know, like it doesn't matter how hard it is. I'm I'm here. You know, if I couldn't do it, I wouldn't be here. And if it wasn't given and if it wasn't for me, you know, it wouldn't be given to me. So right. that's true. That's true. So do you have a support in your community at this time that supports you? When you're going through different things here with loss of your son, or as well with your, your co-parenting with your with your with your ex-husband, do you have a support system? Yes, we have. I have two groups that I'm a part of, um, like a peer mentoring group with other parents dealing with parenting, just parenting right. alone. And then I've uh, aligned myself with um, um, uh, a black community in uh, Ajax that. Um, uh, gives therapy therapy to families. So um, one of them I do is. Uh, excuse me, for grief, 
for grief. Right. Um, that's one of them right. that I partake in. And the other one is uh, a different style of parenting class where it's more one-on-one. It's more like um, therapy. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. It's, it's just, okay. I make sure that I'm like surrounded <laughs> therapy from okay. all parts, you know? Yeah, and it's important too, because sometimes, you know, as, as our culture, it's a shame or it, it's a secret. We shouldn't talk about it or, or say, go get the help we need. Cause we have to be strong. We have to be, uh, take the resilience we have in our minds and just keep on going, you know, don't try to tell anybody anything, but being open, I'm very happy you could come on the platform to talk and say that, you know what, I do take therapy and I do take the help I need to get the help I need to be better than who I am. And it's okay. It's really yeah, okay. Definitely. Yeah. It's part it's of loving really- yourself as well. Like, because once you know what you need and then you get what you need, that's your ultimate love for yourself. Like that's, that's the right. ultimate care for yourself is that, you know, you want yourself to be better. Therefore you do the things that help yourself. And that's, that's right. one of them. <laughs> So that means being, we have to sometimes be selfish to love ourselves so we can love others. Because if we're not yeah. selfish to take the time to love ourselves, we cannot love anybody else. Definitely. We can take care of ourselves. So with the three R's, you already started talking about the recharge because you jump into my story, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so with the three R's, would you say, which, which, what season would you say that you are in? Like you were saying recharging. Yes, definitely recharge. <laughs> That's exactly where I'm at. That's for awesome. sure. <laughs> and it's okay to recharge. You know what? Because after you recharge, you're going to rebuild. And after yep. you rebuild, you're going to find restor- restoration. And with oh, restoration, you're going to have resilience. And with resilience, you have to recycle all those trees to become this beautiful being that God created to be. So it, it's not it's nothing to be ashamed of. And I think you're doing an amazing job. Just getting to talk to you, uh, it, it just enlightened me to know that. You know, in everything you should you should be give thanks, and in everything that you do, you should be grateful. And just hearing your story and listening to you, you have such resilience in your heart to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I'm I'm blessed to be here. Thank you so much. So, uh, what encouragement can you give to the community over there right now? Who is going through and want to find resilience through the pandemic, or who is mm-hmm. while working or getting healthier as you are trying to do that? or who is trying to co-parent with an with a ex-husband, or who is dealing with the loss of a, a family member or a, a child. I mean, what, what encouragement can you give to the community? I just show lots of things out there for you so you could just grab something yeah. right. that captivates you to talk about. Yeah. I would say um, the answer to probably most of those is, is it's allowing yourself the space and time to get to know yourself. So like, the days that pass and the moments that pass and they seem like it's their treacherous moments and they seem like they're high energy moments and, and very negative feelings towards these moments. If we can allow them to pass and like take the form that they need to take and then give ourselves a chance to look at like, so, so how do I feel about it? And why do I feel this way about it? Because that will be the core of all the answers that you need. When you know how you feel, you can go forward. When you don't give yourself the chance to sit down and realize this morning I had a very big trigger, I'm very upset, I'm very this. When you have that morning and you don't sit down and allow yourself to feel what it feels, you're bypassing it for it to come back up later in a scenario that might be less convenient, less appropriate. So going in within yourself and, and speaking to yourself, loving yourself, and finding out what, what you really need and what you really want 
um, is, a, is a great foundation because it, it spurs and it grows everything else. Everything falls into place because then you're living your truth and everything comes from your truth. Wow, and I, would, I like that. I like all that. Of this, yeah, that, I think that's the, the main thing is that um, to be able to come in contact with yourself. And it's, a, it's an odd concept because I wasn't raised to understand what that means to come in contact with myself, to, to do what for myself. Like I wasn't raised to understand those terms and to and to live those terms. But today I can tell you that you can start today. You can start today knowing that like you're the beginning of the process. And so like going within yourself is where you'll find all the answers and allowing yourself to feel what you feel and not to throw it to the side because, well, I can't do this. I can't cry now because I have to take the kids to school. That's not true. That'll never be true. <laughs> you cry when you have to cry because it comes there for a reason. You know, it's everything is everything is designed um, and everything is calculated. So it's, 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 it's on your own time, you know, and, and, it, and if you, you know, trust and trust and believe it, it's, it's so mm. important to have faith and trust in yourself and in your prior power. Beautiful. So how are your girls doing right now? They're doing well. We've, we've gone through quite a bit of transition, just learning to live together in such close quarters and not really having a, a circle like we had in Montreal. Um, it's, you know, we had to create our circle moving to another province. And um, that has changed how we even deal with each other, how we deal with other people, you know, the language we use, you know, trying to create a very uh, a loving and compassionate energy in the home. That's really mm-hmm. where we're now you know and we really went through a, a great part of our um, transition in, in trying to understand each other you know and in understanding each other we got to really know each other in ways where it was kind of like wow it's like I'm just meeting my children for the first time you know again because there's things where like I didn't look at these things before I was at work you know I was at work nine to five and so how would I get to see in the daytime that by lunchtime you know there's a kind of feeling that you know the eight-year-old has because she feels uncomfortable about, I don't know, maybe she's very impacted by the lunch she has and maybe how it makes her feel. I would never be able to see that in other capacity because in every other capacity I was working, in every other capacity I was at, out of house and they would be at school. But right. you know, in the pandemic, it's, it's, it's forced me to be in a different position, which has allowed me to see growth and learn myself and my children in ways that I would have never been able to. There's nothing else that would have done this but this. So well, I think that's the part. Well, the pandemic have done some good to you as well because it gave you the time, more time to spend with your children and to, yeah. to, to, to watch them grow and to see their transformation from where they are and where they are and to have the support they need when they need their mom. You are there around to, to support them in whatever way they needed it. So yeah. it's working well. So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm grateful to hear that. Well, with that being said, I thank you so, so much for taking the time to come onto this platform to share your story with us. Is there anything else you would like to say to the audience? Is there anything else? You Do you have any um, small business that you are starting and we would like us to know about it? And how can we reach you in the community? Well, so uh, to begin, I'm starting a project. It's um, it's a healing project. I call it my healing circle, and right. it's I've started the 
the written work for it. Um, and that was my resistance to embark upon it, to understand what do I need to start this, you know? And I did my life coaching certificate and I, and I thought I needed that, but I didn't need that. And I thought, okay, so now do I need money to start this? And I thought I needed that and I didn't need that. Everything I have in me. So wow. I'm ready to embark upon that. And that's my, that's my next stage is that I'm going to start doing my, my coaching, my coaching one-on-one and also group. But it's, it's a healing circle. It's healing people coming with their trauma, and any wounds, any pain from whatever age uh, that I want to create a safe space that they will be able to share. And through the sharing of all of everybody involved, um, create great and grand healing for the collective. And so that's... So- so if, so if you could elaborate a little more on that, how would you be able to do in your healing for someone coming with trauma? How would you be able to deal with that? Say, for example, a, a mom come and she's so sad because she lost her son, like what you have been through. How would you be able to navigate a mother that is in so much pain to let her know you're going to, she's going to be okay, whereas she don't see it the way out, but you can see it for her. So what would you do and what would you say to that person that is going to that at this morning? So I would initially start with them in a place of self-love and compassion um, wow. and, and compassion for themselves that ensuring that they remember that they have that and ensuring that they confirm for themselves that they love themselves and that they are worthy of going through the process that they have to grow through, that they're worthy of finding support, that they're worthy of being here in front and like coming, being present for themselves, allowing them to recognize and remember their worthiness, their self-worth, their um, love for themselves would be the foundation is how I would begin. And to make sure that they can understand that like everything that's been given to you is because you can do it. So let's just find out how you can. Let's explore together how you can. And that's really how I initiate it is, is just to make sure that they have that foundation of self-love because from that point, they will know and it'll be revealed to them everything that they need to do for themselves because it's about healing themselves. So it's always going to go back that so if the self-love is there the healing process can start wow that's wow you are right so that means you give the support they need you listen to them and you try to let them have that self-love where they are lost and try to regain that self-love so they could be able to love themselves enough to say it's okay that's what they're going through it's okay yeah definitely wow Wow. thank you so much uh, Roxanne I really appreciate you for taking the time today I really appreciate it I what the wisdom? What the wisdom? <laughs> so where can we find you? Where can we find so, you? So I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook and Instagram with my same okay. name, Roxanne Brown. So I'm easy okay. to find in that way. And okay. I'll be I'll be putting out work very soon. I'm I'm trying. I've left a lot of um a lot of loving sharing on Instagram. I've I've deliberately left a lot of that to to just be. Uh, I guess start the process with the collective, you know, that have the people being impacted and listening to to messages that will help them. And so I've already started that with my Instagram. So I'm going to continue and take it up another level. <laughs> take another level. Okay. So yeah. now you've spoken words as I, I understand as well. Correct. Is yes. that correct? Yes. So yes. then share with the audience a spoken word on how you can elevate us or refresh us or restore us or recharge us. Oh, just give us that bang so we can have a wonderful rest of the week. Come on, let's do something wow. beautiful. 
Let's do something. Okay, let's do something. Let me think. So, beloved, you are out there, and wherever you are, whatever you're feeling, know that the support is there for you. Love, unconditional love. I'm sending the ultimate bliss and happiness and infinite love and gratitude. And have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead. Oh, Roxanne. Love, <laughs> much love. Thank much you. Love. Thank you, my love. Have a great day. Take care of yourself and stay authentic and beautiful as you are. Thank you so much. You too. Blessings to you. Blessings. Bye-bye. The center of gravity in the physics is an imaginary point in a body of matters where the total weight of the body may be thought to be concentrated. This concept is sometimes useful in designing static structures like buildings and bridges or in predicting the behavior of moving bodies when it's acted upon by forces. Our mind, our body, and our spirit works with the exact same way. If we do not find our center, how can we expect to emotionally build anything with others or center or create emotionally bridges? First, your center of gravity, your triggers, your calm spaces, your inner voice allows you to have the balance to fight the negative forces so you can truly benefit from the experiences with your family, your friends, and your community. Hey guys, please don't forget the Archery and Rawls Run, supported by the ALS of Quebec. It will take place this summer on Sunday, the 27th of June, from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Run a 3K up to a 10K, your choice. Please share this wonderful event with all of your friends or as many people as possible to support the run or you can just donate. Check out the link in my podcast. Peace. I feel the love. I receive it and I'm giving it right back to you guys. Thank you.